following is a production of CoasterCrazy.com. Live from our studios in Allentown, Pennsylvania, this is GeForce Radio. Welcome everybody, this is the official kickoff of Season 2 of GeForce Radio. We took a little two-week hiatus there, but uh, you know what? IAPA begins tomorrow down there in Orlando, so uh, with IAPA getting ready to start up and the haunts are ended, all the seasonal parks are now closed for the year, so that means it's time for us to get into the off-season, and we're going to do that by starting off a brand new season of GeForce Radio. I'm D Mills here up here near just south of Buffalo, New York, uh, headed back to Rochester after Thanksgiving next week. And uh, with me tonight, as always, is Tetsu. Uh, how How's is it your... going? Good. Uh, how was your uh, little two-week break there? Kind of expected but unexpected, I guess you could say. I think it was three weeks. Um wasn't it? We had the hurricane, and we had I don't hur- remember what it was. And we had the, last we had the hurricane. We had the hurricane two weeks ago, and then um, because I was oh, busy, it was yeah, it was two. It was only two weeks. So okay, I it's, it's, it, was three weeks. It, it does seem like it was longer though. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so um, well, we kind of alluded to it already. Um, part of the reason we took that big break was. Uh, Hurricane Sandy, which uh, just wreaked absolute havoc on the East Coast um, two weeks ago. Uh, actually, really, two weeks ago today is when it kind of, you know, un- Yeah, today unleashed. is when it made landfall. Yeah, and um, Little, there's... Actually, been... almost to the exact time, too. We're only recording... The, we're recording this at about 6.30 p.m. Right, we're a little um, early tonight because you got your Steelers to watch in a... In a yeah, in my a game hours. starts in an hour and a half, so we're recording this show early. But, we're uh, going to pack a lot in a smaller show, that way you can see the whole game. But exactly. we got a lot to talk about from the last two weeks, so... Um, you know, talking about the hurricane, obviously, at this point, we're two weeks past it. Everyone has seen the pictures. They've read the articles. They've seen the news reports. But we're, we're just going to talk about it for a few minutes here. I mean, obviously, Casino Pier and Funtown Pier in Seaside Heights, New Jersey, pretty much total losses. Uh, well, for I wouldn't the, say for that. The, Casino, for the Pier, part. Casino Pier lost the edge, the, the right, furthermost end of it. Right, Funtown Pier. I believe they Fun said Town they Pier weren't. Is gone. They said they weren't even going to try and reopen. Casino yeah. Pier was going to try and rebuild, although they did lose pretty much their biggest ride there with the Starjet, in terms of coasters. Yes, um, they lost their biggest roller coaster. They lost a dark ride, an enclosed wild, uh, not wild mouse, an enclosed scrambler, scrambler yeah. and half of a log flume. Yeah. Um, now, from from what I heard. Had the Starjet not actually, like, collapsed after sitting in the water for a little bit, they might have been able to somehow get it back in working condition at some point, but because parts of it started to fall apart while it was laying out there in the water, it just, it was kind of done at this point. Um, Yeah, and you know what? As much as it sucks to see these parks destroyed by this storm and all the parks that were affected by the storm... You know, as much as it sucks to see the damage there, 
you can only hope that Casino Pier is going to rebuild something better than the Starjet in that location. Right. I mean, hopefully, hopefully this doesn't deter them be from bouncing back in a big way. Because I mean, if you think about it, how often do you see a storm like this come up and hit the location where it did? I know, like down in Florida, you, you kind of see it a bit more often because that's kind of more of uh, you know where hurricane most of the hurricane alley, we'll hits. Yeah, Hurricane Alley. That's but pretty, this this isn't. It's this rare. Isn't, Especially right. this time of year. No, yes, this this is the end of the hurricane season when Sandy hit, and uh, you know that that was not expected at all. But this isn't the first time. Last year in right. August, another hurricane, Hurricane Irene, not so devastating to the shoreline, but really hit Knobles and Hershey very hard. We saw the flooding pictures that they sustained, and uh, everybody thought Sandy was going to be more of the same. And luckily, it wasn't. A lot of the heavy rain, uh, unfortunately, New York and New Jersey got most of it, and then obviously right. West Virginia got the got the nor'easter aspect of the hurricane. But, it was uh, it was much more of the coastline with this one, getting yes. the brunt of the impact as opposed to uh, inside. I know my my parents lost power for a few days. Um, the house down the street from me. Um, had part of its roof blown off, like the mm-hmm. the shing, not the entire roof, like but the like shingles. The, sh- blew the shingles off. were blown off, and their one two houses down from us had their shed completely blown over. Right, I know. So, uh... min- but as far, but generally speaking, at least in our area, there were power outages. There were some down trees, and but for the most part fairly lucky in our area from what I was told by my parents. Yes, and where I live, we'll say, what, 45 minutes from you or less? Uh, Give or take? Probably about that, yeah. So where I live, um, I had some sections of my fence blow down, two sections blew down, and a couple posts are damaged. Um, Other than that, we didn't have any damage. As for our power... Throughout the storm, we had power. It flickered on and off several times, about mm-hmm. five or six times we had flickers. Um, but other than that, nothing major. Now, across the street, across the street from where I live, East St. Joseph Street, um, all you know where St. John's is, right? Uh, yes. Okay, so, so anything east of St. John Street lost mm-hmm. power. Wow. Everyone east of St. John Street lost power. Anyone north of Berwick also lost power. So it was like that L shape in Southside. Southside was the hardest area hit in Easton. Right. And uh, that's where I live, <coughs> everybody, if you don't, if you want to look it up. Southside, uh, Easton, Pennsylvania, I should say. Right. Um, and uh, the little area I live in, the like 20 blocks, square blocks, mm-hmm. had power. The rest of Southside was out. It was mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah, and and if you can't find Easton, Pennsylvania on Google Earth or whatever, search for Phillipsburg, New Jersey, and scroll left. Just a little <laughs> bit. You're going to see two rivers. They kind of connect. I mean, it, it's right next to New Jersey, which might have a lot of water on it. But you know. I mean, if you stand in Easton, you can literally piss across the river into New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> and we so. do, because Pennsylvania is such a nicer state. though. <laughs> That I was oh man I was um, 
I picked up one of my friends to come back uh, for hockey games this weekend, and they go to school down in Bradford, Pennsylvania, which is literally five minutes over the border from Pennsylvania and New York, directly south of Buffalo. So, and it's the the road you take in. It's like for like eight miles, and then you see the sign that says Pennsylvania welcomes you, and this is what it's like. It's so much smoother once you cross into Pennsylvania, and then on and then on the way back when you go back into New York, it's. <laughs> it's like going to another country. But yeah, oh, the roads man. are nicer in Pennsylvania because we take <coughs> care of them. And we know how to drive, unlike the people in New Jersey. Correct. And, and we know how to get New the York. hell out of the way of a hurricane. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, we, we, we kind of mentioned uh, Hershey Park and Knobles got hit bad last year. Not so much this year. Very minimal flooding and minimal damage at Knobles and Hershey this year, which is which is a good, I don't... good thing. I don't think there was any flooding. Now, um, right. speaking of these parks, we're making jokes about this, guys, but in all seriousness, we do feel for everybody that was hurt and yeah, abs- uh, lost abs- power and absolutely. killed and whatnot. But, um, you know, uh, at Hershey, they actually posted a picture. Now, they were open on Sunday, as were a lot of parks in Pennsylvania. Uh, they were open right. on Sunday. Most parks were open Sunday. I believe, was it... Bush Gardens closed on Sunday, Bush Gardens was but King's Dominion Sunday. did not. King's Dominion closed early, though. They closed a lot early. Of, a lot they of parks closed, closed early. They closed at 8 instead of 10, I believe. Yes, they closed, they closed at 8. Six Flags early. Great Adventure was open till 6. Dorney was open till 9. So, uh, I don't know about Hershey or Knobles. I don't know what their hours were. But uh, speaking for Dorney, and I saw this on Facebook uh, for when I was on break, uh, that Hershey had posted a picture, and they had a caption, and it was just a picture of the Midway, mm-hmm. and it had a caption, it said, what's missing from this picture? Obviously, there was basically nobody in the park, because everybody was wait getting ready for this storm, right. hit, which was smart, okay. you know, mm-hmm. that was a very smart idea. But uh, if you noticed it, there were no trash cans in the photo. Mm. Now, uh, okay. Hershey isn't like Cedar Fair where you have a trash can every 25 feet. But uh, even at Dorney, before the park closed, they had us taking bags because there was nobody there. They had us taking bags out of the cans, throwing them in the other cans, and only using like three cans on every midway. Or yeah. every 25 feet, there'd be one can. And then the next... You could go 100 feet and there'd be another can. But all the other cans were being stored and put in the queue line uh, overflows and in buildings and everything. And so they didn't blow away, obviously. Right. And if people were too lazy to throw their trash away, then you get free trash cleanup with the storm coming through anyway. Well, the season was over. I don't think they really much cared. <laughs> right. At that point. So right. um, very, very yeah. minimal damage at most of the parks inland like. Hershey, Knobles, and Dorney, and even even Great Adventure said that even mm-hmm. though they're they're a little closer to the coastline, but even they said they had nothing worse than typical storm damage. A few trees got knocked down, you know, but trees, a lot a lot of sign and building uh, damage. But that's right. about it. I mean, nope. they they didn't have any flood damage. There weren't any. Right. There wasn't any damage to any of the rides, or I mean, I don't think any of the buildings had much more than you know maybe some rain. Let, let, let's say there was no significant right. unrepairable damage. 
Correct. For all these parks, there was no reports of flooding at any of the locations that got flooded. Um, though I'm going to give kudos to both Six Flags Great Adventure and Hershey Park. Hershey Park is uh, paired with Zoo America, if you guys yeah. don't know that. It's a little mm-hmm. zoo across the street. You get in free admission with your Hershey Park admission. It's a nice little place if you've never been there. But yeah, uh, both both parks have animals, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um all the animals were moved and evacuated to higher ground. That's a, something that Six Flags did for Hurricane Irene. Uh, Hershey was surprised because it was a flash flood with Hurricane Irene, so they didn't have time, and unfortunately two of their animals had to be euthanized uh, so they didn't drown. Right, but, and from what the original predictions were, I don't believe the water level was supposed to get high enough to put those animals in danger. The ones that they knew were going to be in danger, they did move last year, but they didn't move mm-hmm. all of them. And that's what, and because it was a flash flood, they basically just didn't have time. Right. They did what they could, you know, and they got a lot of, uh, they got a lot of hell for it and hassle because of what happened. Right. Um, but in, obviously in, they didn't want to have to do that though. Right. And in all seriousness, it's not incredibly easy to move a bison let alone two of them. Right. In that kind of condition, the animals were most likely scared. The zoo staff were trying to get the animals out of harm's way while keeping themselves safe and in dangerous conditions. It just wasn't going to work out. And it's, it's that's not a, it's not a healthy combination by any stretch at right. all. So, so, um, the, so, I mean, it's, it's good to see that, uh, most they of the parks not having – they have now another – two other parks that are on the coastline that didn't have quite as much damage as Casino and Funtown Piers. Uh, Maury's Pier, number one, was – they were not reporting any major damage to any of the rides. And from what I heard and read and was told, they, based, they removed all their Halloween decorations prior to the storm. Almost. and. And, yeah, pretty much. And any anything like like the trash cans, I believe a lot of the benches were moved as well. Anything that basically could have became a projectile in high winds, they removed and put into storage somewhere in like their maintenance building or something. Mm-hmm. So I think that largely contributed to minimal damage. I believe uh, the the same the same scenario. Coney Island, a lot of electrical damage from flooding but structurally everything is intact everything you know no structural compromises it's going to be some electrical rework for some of the rides because of the flooding but i don't but neither parks were saying that they were they were both saying that 2013 should be a normal operating year right now maury's had a lot of sand uh in basically the storm refilled up maury's water park Right. Um, that was and a little bit of flooding damage there. Obviously, coastal flooding. It was nothing they could do. That mm-hmm. beach is about a mile and a half long in Wildwood too. So that was incredible to right. see the water all the way up there. Mm-hmm. So um, Luna, Luna fared okay. I, I, like you said, probably some mechanical work on the ride motors because again they had a lot of sand. Right. Um, There's and part of the boardwalk there, Coney Island, is going to have to be completely redone. But if you've been to Coney Island, that's maybe not necessarily a bad thing. It gives them an opportunity to just kind of restructure that part of the boardwalk, make it look a little, a little nicer. bit updated and nicer. So, um, 
you know, may, maybe you can look at a silver lining that way. Right. Uh, moving on to other parks. Um, Steel Pier in Atlantic City. The pier is on concrete. It's not wooden like most piers in the in New Jersey coastline are. Mm-hmm. So the pier fared very well against the ocean. Um, the boardwalk, not so much. Uh, right. Major, massive chunks of the Atlantic City boardwalk are gone. Um, so that that's upsetting for that area. Um, though, you know what, go, uh, credit to Governor Chris Christie forcing the evacuations of all those hotels mm-hmm. and casinos uh, at 9 p.m. or uh, 12 p.m. rather, the night before the storm. So at noon, the day before the storm was supposed to hit, the casinos had to be empty. All the guests, all the employees had to be out of the area mm-hmm. um, by the go- order of the governor, and I thought that was a very smart move to make. Yeah, um, I, I think I think generally speaking, generally speaking, I think mostly everyone did a pretty good job preparing and evacuating. I don't, but I mean, there's just some areas you can't really do anything about what's what was going to happen. But for the most part, I think a lot of people did a good job of doing what they were supposed to do to stay safe. Generally speaking, right, right, and. Uh, you know, to just to cap it all off, you know, we all know about the city of New York and the devastation in that city from a minimal hurricane. Realize this was only a Category 1 hurricane. And right. uh, we're forecasted to get a much worse storm in a few years. You know, yeah. we're in a time frame for a major hurricane to hit dead center New York City. This one hit Cape May to Wildwood, around where Maury's was. But, uh, right. you know... um an emotionally charged football game uh, the Sunday after the storm hit mm-hmm. uh, with the Steelers and the Giants. The Steelers victorious in that game. But, uh, you know, the the crowd, they had uh, the NFL today and this whole week, uh, yesterday I should say, and this whole weekend has been doing Veterans Day celebrations. Right. Uh, but last, the meeting between the Steelers and the Giants meant so much to that city and uh, – it, it was something that the the citizens of that city needed for a little bit of time to mm-hmm. to you know get their mind off the recovery and the damage and watch something fun for three or four hours and then you know uh, get back to it and with a renewed vigor. Unfortunately, the home team lost, but uh, you know not unfortunately not for you. No, I was happy about it, but uh, you know unfortunately the home team lost. They could really use the boost, but yeah, you know, I got it. I got to say that uh, Pittsburgh is one of those teams that gets frowned upon a lot and and belittled and just like jeered at a lot because the quote rough and unfair playing that they do. Mm-hmm. But uh the team few people may know this the Pittsburgh Steelers organization flew in the day of the game yeah they flew in day of and flew out and afterwards. flew out after the game was over they couldn't get a hotel well no that was the original story but that's not true they found a hotel that had power and they were booked into it already they canceled their booking and said use the hotel rooms and the food and everything for people that don't have a house Okay. Or have been sent out of their house and can't go back to it because of the storm. So uh, that's the real reason that they flew in and flew out. That was very respectful. That whole organization. Yeah, you that, give that's a, a that's a that's a much better reason too. 
Exactly. So the Steelers are a class act in that regard um, and uh, in all that yeah. aspect. So. Now, another, now, as far as the hurricane goes, um, <clears throat> another, I guess, entity that you can say that was affected was one of the Disney Cruise Liners. Yeah. Um, there's numerous videos. Uh, if you search Disney and Hurricane Sandy on YouTube, I'm sure mm-hmm. you'll get a ton of them. I don't know what ship it was. I heard it was the Dream, but... Uh, it was affected, uh, had to go through the rough surf, and you could see the boat rocking back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, no no major damage to the boat, but obviously uh, stuff in the stores were knocked off, and the guests were ordered below decks, obviously, and inside. They don't want anybody getting hurt in that. Um, but yeah, Disney even affected by this hurricane. So uh, Right, and, but not the biggest news for Disney in the last two weeks. No, by definitely long, not. By a long shot. Now we um, have to cue the music here. Yeah, I know. Cue the music. There it is. Um, Disney purchasing Lucasfilm for $4.05 billion from George Lucas. They take control of basically the entire Star Wars franchise, Indiana Jones, every everything and anything Lucasfilm is now Disney property. Yeah, so... Uh, you know, and now they also are going to be making episodes seven, eight, and nine. Or is yes, it... well, seven has been confirmed, and eight and nine are assumed to be on on, on you the know, way on track. Because um, I, I mean, it, p- th- there's many who you know I don't know if it was ever confirmed, but it has been said numerous times that George Lucas originally did write all nine episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, he just never actually made the last three years and uh, obviously George Lucas is kind of he's not exactly young anymore and he wanted to you know obviously he wanted to ensure the security of his right of of his branding and you know giving it to Disney uh, it's pretty sure that it's going to be in good hands and honestly it's a good fit oh yeah no it's a it's a a perfect fit so I mean Definitely a smart. Now, the, the the big thing that people are really talking about now that this whole Star Wars deal and Lucasfilm deal has gone down is what what's it going to do to the amusement parks? It's it's going to be interesting because everyone's like, oh, are they going to cancel Avatar Land? And like, well, mm-hmm. well, see, here's here's my opinion on a few of those things. Number, and I'll go both ways on this. Number one. I can see them announcing Avatar Land and, you know, if they already have a deal with James Cameron, which they obviously have to, if they're going to confirm Avatar Land, they're not going to just all of a sudden say, wait, nope, never mind. (laughs) I I don't think they can do that. There's got to be some kind of clause in the contract that says that they can't do that. I'd be shocked if they, I'd be shocked if they did that. Uh, So that's, that's one thing. Um, Although at the same time, Maybe, see, uh, some people are like, was maybe Avatar Land just a giant red herring to cover up the fact that Disney and Lucas were negotiating? Because it's not like Disney and George Lucas woke up last week and said, oh, uh, let's negotiate. It's not like Disney, it's not like Disney, it's not like Disney woke up and said, oh, let's go buy Lucasfilm today for $4 billion. (laughs) I think this has been a work in progress, just like you, because... 
they've been doing Star Wars weekends for how long? Well, yeah, and they just did the revamp of Star Tours. Exactly. So, I mean, it's it's not as if... It, it, I'm, this has had to have been in the works for quite a while, and even before it was in the works, I'm sure Disney has wanted to do this, because it, especially with Harry Potter being as successful as it is, as, successful as it is at Universal... Star Wars is the one thing that everyone has pointed at that probably has more staying power than Harry Potter. Well, Because it already has proven that it has that kind of staying power. Right, no, I agree with you. And Avatar is not an established series or franchise yet. Right. Harry Potter is established and is an established franchise that people recognize. Even if you don't read the books or anything, you know Harry Potter. Everybody knows who Harry Potter is. Everybody, everybody knows, knows who Star Wars. Everybody knows who Dumbledore is. Everybody knows who Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader are. They and all Yoda know and all it. That. Can right. you na- I can't name you anyone from the Avatar movies. No, I don't know anybody from the Avatar I, I, movies. I know that there's a blue guy that flies. I think and uh and it's not the blue man group. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean it, it doesn't make any sense. It's now not I a think it's household name. No, not yet. And I think they disguise this with James Cameron to do the Avatar thing to try and throw everybody off and say, oh, this is the major expansion that they're going to do, yada, yada, yada. And now they're going to... Because I'm sure that they have a cancellation clause where they would have to pay X amount of money to get out of the contract. Right. So I... I, I don't know. It's interesting. There were some drawings coming out of the supposed Avatar rides and the two that people are talking about is one which would basically just be Soren. One okay. was basically just going to be Soren, but Why in the Avatar put... landscape. Why? That doesn't like, make sense. If you're like going to put the same dome. ride in, in the same location. it was going to, it was going to be like a, a it was going to be like a different setup. Like the mechanism was going to be different and the seating was going to be a little different. Where the higher rows, I think, were actually farther back instead of farther forward, like in Soren. Because if you sit on the bottom row on either of the, the Soren rides, like, you see people's feet you. if you're in the third row. So they were right. going to do it another way where they're almost directly on top of each other. And it was going to be a different kind of projection, like a different kind of dome. But in but essentially, the concept is exactly the same as Soren over California, out in California, and then Soren at Epcot. It's essentially the same exact thing. So that's questionable there because, you know, that's that's a ride that you already have in Florida. If they only had Soren out in California and they didn't have anything like it in Florida, then it makes a lot more sense. But <clears throat> that's one thing that lots of people have said. Right. And, and uh, what's the other one? The other one is... Like a riverboat excursion, which is being called, it it would be a sea ticket ride, a, a sea ticket grade. Obviously, the simulator would be an e ticket mm-hmm. grade, but um, the river ride is basically, it it, it would kind of be like a jungle cruise through like the Avatar landscape. I think is what but, some are describing it as. But, but again, it, they already but again, have that. You have something like that. Most people are. Now, I, I don't know, obviously, if you would, have, you would have some pretty, you know, stellar animatronics, it could be pretty cool. Arguably, it might be better than, it might be better than what the simulator would be, because 
you know, you still get that kind of experience in it. But, but the, the other thing with the whole Avatar Land is, if you don't do Avatar Land, what can you really do at Animal Kingdom? You can't really do much of anything else because there's not a whole lot that fits into Animal Kingdom. I mean, it's animals, and Avatar is as close as you can get, really, short of... You can't do anything Star Wars in Animal Planet short of, like, you know, doing a Wookiee planet or something, but, I mean, you, 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 can't, you can't establish a whole section of the park based on that. Mm-mm. So, I mean... Here's here's the here's what I think about all this. I think Avatar Land is still going to happen. I think it kind of has to. I think it's too far along for it not to happen. Um, as far as Star Wars goes, I don't know that we're going to see anything immediately. Um, Hollywood Studios kind of already has like a Lucas Land in it, so. There, you could possibly do something with that. I don't think we're going to see any of the parks just flat out build a Star Wars area, and I certainly don't think we'll see like a Star Wars park all its own, at least not in the foreseeable future. Um, I honestly, I would people complain that the back half of Hollywood Studios is kind of old and dull, and there's really nothing exciting there. I would much rather them just completely basically just parade Cars Land around because you look at what Cars Land did the California Adventure. I mean, if you could parade Cars Land around to all the different Disney parks, that would be huge. Now, I think that's a long shot as well, but I would prefer to see that before a Star Wars land. I think this, most of the Star Wars stuff we're going to see is maybe you see some rebranding of some of the Tomorrowland attractions, maybe. And I think the big thing is going to be merchandise, and I think the focus is going to be on these movies first, before the theme parks. Okay, I'll give that to you. That's what, that's what I think. I don't think we're going to see anything in the parks immediately. Um, now, the, the only thing that I will throw out there... That, that's that's my opinion on the whole Avatar and Star Wars thing. The only thing that I will throw in there that contradicts everything that I just said, do you think that the Avatar leaks, like the leaked drawings and whatnot, were out there on purpose, like, at the exact same time that this was all going on? Is it a coincidence that the Avatar attractions leaked on the exact same day that Disney and Lucas signed this deal? I think that's pretty coincidental to not be at least somewhat on purpose. So, I don't know. I don't know. Well, you know, I do think Cars Land is coming to, uh, to Florida. I, 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 think I think it's think, only a matter of a time. I think it's only yeah, a matter of time. Yeah, I think it's only a few years out. You know, they're not going to announce it yet because they're not ready. Right. I think the Imagineers are working on it. But I, I would expect to see that announcement of Cars Land going in the D, uh I almost said DCA, into uh, Hollywood Studios in about maybe as soon as six months from now. Maybe as soon as June of next year, Disney announces that. When, when's the next D23? Uh, I'm not sure. Because that's where we're going to get a lot of these questions answered. Originally, we're saying, you know, New Fantasyland is what's going to combat Potter. 
Well, we already know that New Fantasyland is not even going to come close. So Disney knows that they're kind of behind the eight ball right now, and they really needed to do something big to kind of combat what Universal is getting ready to do with what I'm calling and what a lot of people are calling what may possibly be the biggest one-two punch in theme park history. I mean, it's 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 almost on par with like Millennium Force and Top Thrill Dragster being built three years apart. I would say it's bigger than that with what Universal is getting ready to do because, and we're going to start talking about it here in a minute, with Transformers and then Potter Part 2, that's going to bring in way more people than Millennium Force and Top Thrill Dragster ever would for Cedar Point, especially being down there in Florida and already being a destination down there and being open year-round. I mean, this the Star Wars acquisition and a possible Cars Land coming within, I would say, maybe like three to five years, that's what Disney needs to do to kind of keep up with Universal because Universal is just going to town. So do we? you have any other thoughts, or should we move on to Universal and what they're doing? No, I think they'll keep it with Star Wars weekends, maybe expand it a little longer. And yeah. then... Um, Star Wars months. <laughs> Star Wars... Well, maybe they could do a Star Wars month. They could. Uh, but, uh, you know, I expect that to happen at first, and then, you know, have this big party and then announce... Uh, I mean, you could even have this... one Once they decide what they're going to do with this whole acquisition they have with Lucasfilm. They could uh, just have, during one of the Star Wars weekends, uh, Darth Vader will come out, and they'll just be talking about how they'll have something new planned. In five years, this new thing's going to be open, and then Darth Vader will come out and say, no, you'll have it in two years, or whatever, like he did with uh, with Star Tours. So, it could be. You know, and then, and then be. they announce the whole um, either... <coughs> Either Lucasland or Star Wars Land or Star Wars Park or Lucasfilm Park because Indiana Jones is also Lucasfilm and that's a big franchise too. Now, granted, does Disney have any Indiana Jones rides or is that Universal? No, no, yeah, they're the, they're Disney. Okay, they so have a few uh, shows and um, you know a couple rides, so. Uh, I, they again, again, it's a lot like Star Wars. It's there, but it's not there in great capacity because it is, up until this deal, it was just a licensing agreement. It wasn't owned, so they have to pay royalties on everything they use. It's Lucasfilm. Now they don't. So, again, I think we'll see it come in in small spurts, and maybe eventually we'll see something bigger, but not immediately. Now, another thing this affects that isn't in the amusement industry, um, Family Guy, uh, obviously they've done the Blue Harvest and the something, something, something dark side and mm-hmm. various Star Wars jokes throughout that series. <coughs> we haven't seen it in a while, but uh, they just had their 200th episode where they said that Lucasfilm gave them the ability to go ahead and do that. Now, do they have to... Hold on. Now, do they have to renegotiate that contract with Disney to continue doing it, or are they just going to stop? Because those Star Wars parodies were funny. Something like that, I think they might, Disney might have to wait out the end of that contract 
and then I don't think it was a or, contract though. I think it was just oh, one well, of those. Yeah, go ahead well, and do the, it. Well, okay. Well, then maybe that might then they might have to regain permission or whatnot because if it was a contract, then they would probably have to wait out the end of the contract and then they could renegotiate. But if it was basically just like uh, you know giving them the go ahead, then you know that's something that they may have to renegotiate and figure out with Disney. So that'll that'll be interesting to see. Right, and uh, you alluded to it earlier, uh, Transformers, which we all knew was happening. I mean, right? Thanks to the how could you miss it? Thanks to the stellar coding of the website a couple weeks ago. I mean, on but, did anybody think anything well, was going to happen? The sound soundstage twenty something. Yeah, I mean, it was? even before then, we kind of knew that. You kind of knew, right, because in Hollywood, it's this massive thing. I think the only thing surprising about it is the opening date. Well, yeah, originally it wasn't that surprising, but they keep moving it back. It's like, oh, okay, so it's opening up in, you know, spring 2014. Oh, no, it's going to open December of next year. Oh, okay, can't wait to ride Transformers this winter. Oh, it's going to open in the summer. What? Playoffs? What? Playoffs? And then, and and watch, now it'll open in the spring. But, uh, you know... I mean, they are just trucking along with this thing. It's it's quite a, it's quite incredible. I mean, it's an alarming rate of progress. It's almost unreal. Absolutely, you know, uh, incredible. I, 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 I would love to be able to go to IAPA next year if we could mm-hmm. figure out how to get two passes to IAPA and the hotel for the whole time. Because we could do IAPA, and then when IAPA's done, we could do Disney. Because I've never been, and I want to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Universal and Fun Spot, because the Fun Spot's huge. Er. And uh, just... <laughs> it's huge. Er. <laughs> it's huger. <laughs> it's huger. So, uh, I mean, there's just so much happening. I wish we could go to IAPA. Um, but, uh, we'll work on it. Yeah, that that'll be a few years down the road, but eventually we will be in IAPA. Yeah, hopefully. Um, it, it'll it it'll be interesting. <clears throat> it'll it'll be interesting to see this because, like I said, this is the first half of what many are considering to be one of the best one-two punches in theme park history. I mean, you've got Transformers and Harry opening Potter. up in the in the summer, and then you have Harry Potter Part Two coming, you know, maybe a year or Somewhere two after. after, yeah. You know, and... And they just did from, Harry Potter Part 1, so it's a one-two knockout, really. It's a one-two-three right, knockout, I mean. Right, and you're looking at a possible Gringotts Bank coaster, which which people would love, obviously, and then you'd have the Hogwarts Express, and then who knows what else might come along with it. So you're talking about... You're, you're talking about... A, a massive ride in Transformers, and then you're talking about at least a couple rides in basically a whole new land. Another so, Harry, uh, an expansion of Harry Potter, right? So in the other park too. So you're now going to have Potter nuts in both parks. That's not such a bad thing, you know. You alleviate no, it's not. You alleviate the stress a little bit, and you make more money because both parks are separate gates. And correct, you know, it, it gets you. And a you'll probably and you'll though. definitely have. Almost everyone buying the park hoppers now. If they're a Harry Potter fan. I mean, I was already going to buy the park hopper before Harry Potter because I wanted right. to see both parks. Because, you know, I'm in Pennsylvania, it's down in Florida. But if I was a mm-hmm. Floridian, then yeah, this is a huge deal. 
correct. So, <clears throat> well, it'll be uh, interesting. I think uh, as long as they can get it open when they say they can, I obviously there's no reason why it shouldn't be a hit. And uh, with what's starting tomorrow, I think we're going to hear even more information on that because, I mean, you're right there. You can't miss it. Yeah, you know? we'll, we'll start to hear more. Who knows? Maybe we'll even see some announcements. Well, we'll be keeping our eyes and ears tuned to uh, that website nobody likes on our website. Uh, yeah. But more so to uh, In The Loop uh, because they'll be doing their video updates from YouTube and we'll be watching that very closely. Um, and the legend's down there. The legend is already down and, there. And, and Clint's going down there for Clint it, so. is down there already. <coughs> right. According so to it'll, it'll be... Uh, It'll, it'll be interesting. Yes. Maybe they'll get more dipping Dots. Maybe. Maybe find out more about those Coke Freestyle machines. Like, are we getting Maybe. those at Cedar Fair Parks? Who knows? I love it. Oh, I love those Coke Freestyle machines. Yeah. So good. So, uh, speaking of Cedar Fair, one park that is Cedar Fair is Knott's Berry Farm. Yes, it is. And, and they announced three new attractions, I believe it is? Uh... Two new, one well, one not yes. so new, but then it was new, then it wasn't so new again, and then it was well, new. And Two new attractions and one that's been paraded around the park. Several times. For quite a few years, um, and making a uh, glorious Splash. return. Um, a little surprising, because over the summer there were talks that next year was finally going to be the year that... Um, Knott's was going to get a big coaster, and then we didn't see any signs of construction, so we're like, yeah, well, you know, pr- probably probably not, unless it's going to be a late 2013 thing. But no, um, the, the one that everyone's talking about is a uh, Mac Wild Mouse, <coughs> basically identical to, for you on, folks on the East Coast, a Ricochet at King's Dominion, the one that actually has a large drop to start. Okay. Um, it's... It's essentially identical to the one that's at Legoland in California, which makes this edition a bit puzzling for me personally because you have the exact same ride at Legoland, and not that people care, but then you also have another Wild Mouse right down the street at Disneyland. Yeah, but well, at California Adventure, but again... Different layout. Right, it's slightly different than that one, but I, I, I don't know if... Knott's has a ton of family coasters already. I mean, their last two in Pony Express and Sierra Sidewinder are family coasters. And Jaguar is also a family coaster. And then on top of that, they still have a kitty coaster. So half of their coasters are already family coasters. So if they're going to put in another one, I wouldn't understand why you wouldn't at least make it like the others and at least make it unique. They're just kind of... I can understand if this was like... If they were putting in something like Sierra Sidewinder now and already had a Wild Mouse, but the fact that this is like their third family coaster in a row now, and it's not even a unique one like their last couple have been, it's it's a bit puzzling for me personally. But I mean, I, I don't I don't know. And obviously, they're bringing back their. It's going to be called the Pacific Scrambler. Mm-hmm. That's the ride that had been moved around. It had been enclosed at one time. Um, and what's the other one they're putting in? Uh, Flyers, I don't recall the name, though. I I think they're actually, actually, I think they are just, like, either Screaming Eagles or Soarin' Eagles or something. 
Yeah. I think it's like a generic name. But you know, you know where they put all these things? Where um, page uh, pa- uh, the perilous plunge. That's it. Uh, perilous yeah. plunge was, <coughs> and they kept the pond. They kept the splashdown pool, and it wasn't what we thought it was going to be. But you know what? I like how they did it because now it's more of a boardwalk theme. Right. It kind of. It kind of. You know, you kind of need water to have a boardwalk. And, you know, not having the flume right there, but still having the water there is going to kind of bring that together a little bit, I think. Exactly. You know, so. So that'll be nice to see at least. Yeah. Hate the name, though. I I don't know if it's yeah, because the Ghost Rider the coast, I mean, or because they're doing a pun on Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. It just makes no sense that you would call a ride the Coast Rider. I'm sorry. That is the worst name out of Cedar Fair Park ever. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Um, well, okay, no. A steel first was equally as bad. Well, I, you said before the show started that you said it was probably the worst named Wild Mouse. Yes. I don't know that I go quite that far. I'll stick my vote with uh, Gotham City Gauntlet Arkham Escape from Arkham Asylum. I can't even say it. <laughs> At Six Flags New England. Yes. Oh man. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see what this does for the park. I don't personally. I just think they have such a good draw for families already because you have the giant Camp Snoopy area, and then you have a lot of family rides already. And with Cars Land at Disney, obviously now Disney is upping their ticket prices. They up their ticket prices this summer because of Cars Land. So Knotts is automatically going to get more people who can't afford to go to Disney, but. I don't think peop I don't think there's going to be many people who come to Knotts for this. Uh, you know, if people who can't afford a Disney are going to probably go to Knotts, eat some chicken, go ride the new freaking Wild Mouse that and get has almost the same name as the wooden coaster and get mm-hmm. stuck on the wind wind seeker for three and a half hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. Could they maybe change the name of Ghost Rider? <laughs> I don't I can't, think that I, would. I can't, fly. I can't see, I can't see them doing that. Ghost Rider is like an icon there. Yeah, I don't think that would fly. <laughs> that, that's one of those things that you can't touch. It, you can't touch the ride itself. You can't touch the name of the ride. It, it's that would just... be like if they changed the name of a ride at Cedar Point. I mean, it has like its own identity. Right. Like at the Six Flags parks. When you build Terminator Salvation the ride and it's around for a year and a half and the movie flops and you change it to Apocalypse, that's okay. It's like, oh, let's change it real fast because nobody knows what it is. Right. Nobody knows that the movie failed because nobody saw it. Exactly. You know, Terminator is getting old at this point and nobody really cares about it anymore. It was popular in the 80s and the 90s, but now it's like, yeah, who cares? (laughs) Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what Knotts can do with that. I'm interested to see what it does for him. Yeah. Now, uh, staking with Cedar Fair, obviously we know that it's a Coca-Cola chain and all that other stuff, and nothing major. There's King. Uh, there's a several parks that haven't made any announcements for next year. They include Kings uh, Island, California, not California, uh, Kings Island. Uh, Canada's Wonderland, Dorney Park, and I think there's one more, but I can't remember. No, I think those are the only three. Or did Michigan announce something? Yeah, they did. So I wonder if we're going to hear anything at IAPA, which starts tomorrow. 
<laughs> Again, remember, guys, we're recording this on Monday, and IAPA opens on Tuesday. Right. Um. <clears throat> so that's pretty much that. Did we have anything else we wanted to talk about? Um, I don't believe we had anything else that we that was really we really covered a, a few of the major things was there one other thing that we said that we wanted to talk about i thought there was i don't remember um oh well um like i told you before um i booked my flights for texas i am leaving pennsylvania on christmas day late christmas day to get down there christmas night um but i will not be going to any parks until thursday um, next week, we're going to talk about that a little bit. We're not going to throw that in here this week, um, since we talked mostly news. Um, one thing that I didn't mention beforehand that we can talk about for a few minutes here before we wrap up is, um, uh, the weekend prior to Halloween, I went with a friend of mine to Albany and I went to the Great Escape. Okay. Up in Albany. And I'll tell you what. I can see why Six Flags took ownership of that park. It's a nice little park. It's a park that needs to be expanded, though. Um, they they just need more there. Um, it's n- it's not a full day park. Um, they need more there. In terms of coasters, they have six. <clears throat> two of which I didn't ride. The Alpine bobsleds was closed. Um, I love a good bobsled ride. Yeah, the bobsled rides are good. It's almost exactly the same as Disaster Transport. A few of the turns are different at the end, but it's outdoors, obviously. Um, And then the kiddie coaster I didn't ride because they have the height restriction on it. Um, But the the four that I did ride were their Arrow, Loop, Corkscrew, Steam, and Demon, which is not bad at all. They have a mine train called Canyon Blaster, which is actually pretty cool. Um... They have a boomerang, which actually is pretty smooth for a boomerang. And the undisputed gem is the Comet, the wooden coaster in the back of the park that used to be at Crystal Beach in Ontario. Actually, a lot of the Comet structure was made from the famous Crystal Beach Cyclone, widely considered to be the the most intense roller coaster ever built by many. Um but it's it's a great ride. It's it has Phoenix esque airtime. It's it's a very good coaster. It's a very good coaster. Uh, definitely near the top of my list. Uh, very very good ride there. Um, you know my the friend that I went with he worked there over the summer and they have some nice employees there. Uh, they do wear the annoying lime lyman. I guess you could call it like the half yellow, half green shirts. Um, doesn't have the feel of a Six Flags park, though. It has the feel of your small town park like it was before it was Six Flags. It's a nice little park. I'd love to see Six Flags maybe put some kind of major, e- even just one major coaster there would really do it some wonders. And it's less than three hours south of La Ronde in Montreal. Right. So it's, it's about an hour or so north of Albany is great escape so it's it's a nice little park <clears throat> any other um i that's all i have um now the uh the one thing that we were going to mention before we leave is uh we're going to wrap up the g-force radio awards this week uh mm-hmm. 
you know, submissions for voting. Uh, when, when do you say, do we want to cut that off Sunday, Sunday night? Uh, yeah, I guess Sunday's a good time to we'll, cut we'll, that we'll off. Cut, we'll cut that off Sunday night. So by the time we record the show next week, we'll have all the ballots and hopefully have them tallied. We're not going to do that show next week. We're going to hold that off until right towards the end of the year. We're going to do our GeForce Radio Awards. I don't know if we'll do a whole show. I don't know that we have enough categories to do an entire show for that. We might be able to if we produce it up really well. Um, but we'll kind of play that by ear. But um, if you haven't voted and you would like to, and you should all want to, um, get, uh, I'll bump the topic one more time. I know people don't like when people do that, but I'll bump it one more time this week. Uh, get your last votes in, you know, and send them to GeForceRadioContact at gmail.com. That is the email address. The Excel spreadsheet is a, it's a Mediafire link. You just download the spreadsheet, fill them in, and then save it and email it to us as a .xls or .xlsx. Those are the ways that, those are the formats that work with the little the little tally system I have going. And like I alluded to a few weeks ago, some very interesting rides and parks, you know, possibly in the lead or close to being in the lead for those categories. And you sent me yours. I didn't actually open yours up yet, so I'm interested to see how yours affect, <coughs> uh, you know, what rides are up there right now. Right. So, it'll be interesting. Won't affect them too much, I don't think. We will see. Uh-huh. Well. Alright, and uh, let's see. How can we help the show, everybody? We can help the show in a variety of ways. Oh, um, why don't you explain to them those variety of ways? Alright, well, uh, first off, if you like the show and if you're still listening to us, at this point, you know, we're 14 episodes in, like 14, 15 episodes in. If you're still listening to us, obviously you got to like the show at least a little bit. So if you do, go ahead on iTunes and rate the show. Give us a four or five star rating. You know, leave a little review, tell people what you think, and that'll hopefully bring in some more listeners, you know? That's, that's, that's part of the goal. We get more listeners. You get more people voting in the GeForce Radio Awards. The show gets better. And more people can do the Amazon.com link that's on our website, uh, on, the, on the blog page. You know, more people go to that. That gives us more kickbacks from everything you buy because you don't spend anything extra. It just gives us a small percentage because we're basically just advertising for Amazon on our blog site. So you can do that. And the more people that do that, the closer we get to possibly getting some kind of uh, camper or something to do some live shows, maybe at Cedar Point this year. Hopefully at Cedar Point, Let's... but it doesn't look that way because nobody's helping us through uh, through there just yet. Right, so uh, that that may that may have to wait, uh, unfortunately. But uh, we'll see what we can do if you guys help us out. Ken, uh, let's see, what else do they have? Uh, is anyone on the forums that we have? I haven't been on the forums in so long, but I'll run over there and see if we have anybody signed up. So, in other words, no. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> All right, um, so there's also fine. the donate button yes. right at the top. Mm-hmm. 
so you guys can do that if you don't want to buy anything from Amazon. You just want to give us a little bit of money. Uh, you can do things that way. And uh, if you are a website coder or something and you want to just help code a website for us or something like that, send a PM to us and uh, we'll discuss that further. Alright. That way we can get our own website going and uh, have a little bit of fun that way. Yeah, we can do that for sure. Uh, anything else? I don't think so. I think that just Um, about covers it. We will organize uh, some kind of trips eventually if we get uh, reports that that's something people would want to do. Um, We keep asking about that as a a staff group. We ask about that every couple of years or so. And we get the interest into doing these big trips like um, a website that shall not be named. And... uh, Everybody wants to do it, and then <coughs> when we announce the prices and the itinerary, nobody wants to do it anymore because they have to pay for it. So, um, plus, typical site participation is really, really low at this point. Yeah, it is. So, uh, but we are interested in doing some kind of trips, and uh, thus we may not be buying an RV anymore. We might buy a a shuttle bus or something and do like a trip to Hershey, Dorney and Six Flags for Friday, Saturday and Sunday right. for 15 people. Start small and get bigger and bigger or something like that. But uh, yeah, we'll figure that out as we go. Um, yeah, good work. And yeah, that poll will be up probably around January sometime. Yeah. Figure that out. Um, as always... Talent is awesome. Yes, it is. (laughs) Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. Remember, this is season two. Thank you for listening to G-Force Radio. Until next time, everybody, sit up right, hold on tight, and ride on.